A little over 2,000 years ago, the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, fled from Bethlehem. They traveled south-southwest into Egypt, treading over the land that is now in conflict. And some years later, we don't really know how many years later, they returned, returning to Nazareth, where Jesus grew up. The land where rockets and missiles and now tanks and armored personnel carriers and infantry are contending was land tread upon by our Lord. As a child, he would have been carried as an infant, running most likely as a younger child returning. He would have seen the people who live there, some of whom's descendants probably still live in Israel and Palestine. He would have felt the earth under his feet on his return. He would have felt the dry air, the wind, even the local food. It is hard for us not to keep in mind this current conflict in the Middle East, where far too many non-combatants are at risk and far too many already been killed or injured. The number of dead is in the thousands. The number of wounded is probably close to 10,000. And sadly, both numbers will probably rise until this current round of conflict ends and a wary peace begins until the next cycle of violence. How do we reconcile war with the readings that we reflect on today? If we look at the gospel and think of the neighbor asking for bread as a, para, a parallel to the calling out for the Holy Spirit. If we think about that, we have a friend or a neighbor calling upon another friend or neighbor for help, for sustenance, to take care of someone unexpected. And that is a parable for the Holy Spirit. People asking for God to fill their lives. It is not just those who are in conflict that feel the need for the Holy Spirit, even if they do not know those words, even if they are not Christian and do not know what they're asking for. But they want peace. They want God to know that they want to live. They want to live in peace. They want to survive this round of violence, whether they are combatants or non-combatants. This conflict surely has people crying out for help to God, even if they do not know who God is or call God the same that we do. But they're not the only ones calling out for the Holy Spirit. At the same time as this conflict is happening, we are in the second week of the Synod in Rome, listening to people who are calling out to God 
to listen to their experiences. Some people have criticized the Synod for having people who may not have been practicing Catholics or who have Catholics who have situations that cause pastoral complexity, as if that's something Jesus had never encountered before. If we just listen to the gospel, we see the complexities that Jesus saw and our lives, while probably more complex, are not outside of the pale of what Jesus is able to handle. And so we call out to God to listen to us, to hear our experiences, our fears, our hopes, our desires, our questions. And that's what we ask, that God listen to us, and that those who are at the Synod listen to those who are speaking. Not a dialogue, but a listening. There are many people who cry out to be heard. God hears all of us. The problem for us, this mystery, is that God doesn't answer when we want God to, how we want God to. God decides how to answer us and in what way. For us, the important part is to be faithful. Remember in the gospel, Jesus says, the neighbor will rise and give the bread to his neighbor, if not out of his need, but out of his persistence. And so it is for us. Continue to pray, to cry out to God with our needs. Continue to share with God our hopes, our fears, our desires, and our questions. And to not despair. It is difficult to look at this world so full of violence and not despair. But as people who live in the light of the resurrection, we know that in the end, since God is with us, we will be with God in faith. And that all will be well.